evening and welcome to Matters of Life. I'm John Lucier, and I'm joined in the studio this evening by my lovely wife, Miss Kamisha. Hi. Thank you for joining me, honey, honey. You're welcome, darling. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Anytime. It's a a pleasure as always to have you. And for the listeners, we are going to discuss, I'll say, a slightly different topic. Uh, You may, when you look at some of the rest of these, how we have been... Well, as the Lord has led us to really focus in on doing the Lord's work and occupying and getting ourselves in divine alignment and order with Him, mm-hmm. there is also a sometimes, well, not sometimes, I'll say often overlooked area of whether it's in combat, whether it's in our, our daily life, you know, weekly life, just life in general, mm-hmm. of rest. Mm-hmm. And by rest, I mean the Lord's rest, which he has set aside for the believer. Mm. So uh, I'm going to start with a, a scripture. A, I think it, it pretty much encompasses everything, uh, one of many, that talk about rest and, and the rest of the Lord or the Lord's rest. And use that, and we can kind of springboard off of that. Okay. All right. So it comes from Hebrews chapter 4. I'll read the first seven verses. It says, Therefore... Let us fear if while a promise remains of entering his rest, any one of you may seem to have come short of it. For indeed we have had good news preached to us, just as they also. But the word they heard did not profit them, because it was not united by faith in those who heard. For we who have believed enter that rest. Just as he has said, as I swore in my wrath, They shall not enter my rest. Although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has said somewhere concerning the seventh day. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this passage, they shall not enter my rest. Therefore, since it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly had good news preached to them failed to enter because of disobedience, he again fixes a certain day today, saying, through David, after so long a time, just as he had been said before, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Mm. Amen. Amen. There is a lot in there. Mm -hmm. I know oftentimes when we look at that scripture, uh, I don't know if it's just what we've been taught to believe or... Uh, how to think about it, but many are looking at, at this far off part after the Lord returns mm-hmm. of entering his rest when we re-enter the heavenly community. But that's not all that he's talking about here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is a rest of as we go, and he even mentions in this passage of scripture, the Lord rested from all his good works, which were completed before the foundation of the earth. Mm-hmm. But then he also says that many did not enter his rest, which that there's a rest during as we go about things, right? So mm-hmm. as, as I said at the beginning, whether it's in combat or whether it is just in the day-to-day, mm-hmm. there's a, a rest, a time is set aside for the Lord just to be in his presence, to be rejuvenated in him, mm-hmm. built up and encouraged that we must, well, as it says in other places in scripture, like Psalm 46, to cease striving and know that he's God. 
Mm-hmm. And then if you continue with, with what that says, he tells us plainly, I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. Mm-hmm. It's not off of our works. It's not off of our, right? He is able to accomplish this and has accomplished it already. Amen. Right? It's about, as it says in verse two, they didn't enter in because, or they, it did not profit them, even though they had the word because of unbelief. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. it's something for us to recognize in this. There is a, it's a busy season that we've entered in with the Lord. And there is still rest. There's still, as the Lord gives each one the directions, the destiny track, the plan for their life, believe him when he says what he wants you to do mm-hmm. in this time. Amen. Amen. And, you know, like the, what, what we read here in verse seven, um, and what was quoted in verse seven today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your, your mm-hmm. hearts. But, you know, as you read it, you would just kind of, you know, glaze over that. But it says, if you will hear mm-hmm. his voice, do not harden your hearts. So that, that means that we have a, a choice in that matter and an opportunity to open our hear, our ears, um, in a, full way but not just where the sound falls on the ears you know like you can be in the room and there's noise going on there's sound somebody can be talking to you but you don't hear them they right. can be looking you in your eyeballs <laughs> right in your and face glazed over right. not paying and, attention and you have no more understanding or knowledge of their voice coming your direction or any clarity of the words that are being spoken than you know if you were on an ocean by yourself mm-hmm. so there is a way that um, we can tune in more to the Lord so that we not just hear the sound of his voice falling on our ears or catch a glimpse of it, but that we actually understand what he's, he's conveying to us and um, understand even his, his motives about what he's saying to us that will make all the difference in the world. And, um, begin to get in and step with him. There's a, an interesting phenomenon that I've witnessed amongst military members in the U S if there's more than one of them walking, or even if, even if there's one walking, Mm -hmm. they take up a rhythm to their walk. But if there's a group of them walking and they may not even be walking together, they start getting in stride with each other Mm -hmm. and they automatically pick up step and then you'll just watch them. They're on the same foot at the same time. And it's almost instilled in them instinctively to get in step. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting. And I'll just, you know, I've just quietly observed them go up and down the little hallway. They're on their way to the car or, you know, wherever they're going. But if there's a herd of them, they're going to get in step. And because we are God's people and we are his children, we should be getting in step with the Lord, not just in a a way of rote, like you just memorize some scripture and, (laughs) you know, you're using it as a, uh, a weapon to bludgeon other people with, or you're choking the life out of yourself because you think, um, the Lord is religious, but understanding the heart of God, which is something that our Lord and Savior flowed in and his, his time on the earth to understand the heart of the father. And I'm referring to specifically, um, his understanding of the Sabbath day. Amen. Amen. So in, in 
the Old Testament, the, the law was given and the Lord commanded them to observe the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, if you just take it on the surface, you'll go, okay, God wants me to observe this day and it doesn't matter anything, nothing else matters, but the fact that I observe this day. And then if you think that way, you'll totally miss the fact that God loves you and he cares for you. And what Jesus did, um, you'll see the account of the man with the withered hand who was in um, the synagogue one day. And um, some gospels say that they the people were testing him to see if he would heal on the sabbath and Mm -hmm. um, others just say he was in the the man with the withered hand was there but the lord called him and he asked the people is it right to do good on the sabbath or evil and you know of course the lord healed the man and had him stretch out his hand but the people that were in observation were angry and sought to kill our Lord and Savior because, first of all, I mean, at the center of it was just that they hated him and they didn't want to lose their place of power and it was the adversary working through them. But in the minds of the people that the adversary was using as a vehicle to do evil, they, they esteemed the law, the, the written uh, or, or the their interpretation, I'll say it that way, that's more accurate, their interpretation of what God said, they esteemed it higher than the heart of God and what God actually said. It is, um, we know that the Lord Jesus Christ never violated the word of God. He never violated the heart of God. He never violated the Father in any way, shape, or form. He is God, and he was fully man when he was walking here in the earth. And he didn't do anything that was wrong. He didn't sin in any kind of way. And yet he was willing to do good, if you will, a good work on the Sabbath day. So when you look at it, it goes, okay, on this, and, and you dive deeper than just the, surf- the surface, you have to understand that there's more, there's more to understand about our Lord. And there's more for us to align with and focus on than just memorization huh. of um, laws. And then over time, people have added their own take on it, their own spin on mm-hmm. it. But the heart of God has always remained true and consistent to himself, to his own word and his intention and in what he was saying. Amen. So it's more than just going through the, the motions uh, you, mm-hmm. you brought up the military and, you know, I'll, I'll just say this, right? So after every, well, before every operation, right? Every op, there is a you know, clearly a, a planning meeting is all this other stuff right mm-hmm. but then after it's done specific time is taken aside regardless of anything else that's going on to talk about the op to mm-hmm. do if you will debrief and after what do we completed. what do we do mm-hmm. good what did do we need to improve on mm-hmm. and how can we do that right so if you if you go way way back in scripture right uh, mm-hmm. Well, I'll say the Torah, right? The the Pentateuch, first five books of the Bible, and it talks about Joshua, how he never left the tent of meeting. Mm-hmm. Well, what was he doing? He's resting. This is a an individual who was acting as a general, was but also was like down on the field, mm-hmm. conducting and engaging in warfare. Mm-hmm. While mm-hmm. Moses was up on the on the top with his two Aaron and her Aaron and her, thank you, that were helping him hold the rod above his head because when his arms dropped. 
they would lose mm-hmm. or they would begin mm-hmm. losing, right? You know, mm-hmm. so so in order to decrease casualties and all that, he had oh, they all both all three of them had a role that they were doing. Mm-hmm. But then so did Joshua. That's right. But then what was happening after? Joshua was resting. He was being rejuvenated in the Lord. And and we I'll say, you know, I'll just say in general, the body as a whole mm-hmm. has not understood that about the Lord, right? We can't constantly do things as in just function and operate and never check in with the Lord. Mm-hmm. We should be checking in and letting everything pass by before him. Mm-hmm. And Lord, how am I doing? Let's just, let's just check in. Let's do a pulse check. Mm-hmm. You know, Lord, are you pleased with me? Mm-hmm. What er- what other areas do I need to improve on in my life? But if we never take the time mm-hmm. to just sit before him and just to hear him, right? Or to allow, uh, I'll say, yeah, to, uh, to allow him the opportunity to critique us or debrief us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On Absolutely. what we've done. How will we ever grow? How will we ever improve? And then how will we ever be able to teach others? So they don't have to make the same mistakes. Amen. And it's not just about warfare. And the warfare is not natural. It's spiritual. Amen. All right. So let's recognize that first and foremost. But he did say, occupy until I return. Do business. Occupy. Guard and govern. Well, are we doing it in line with the spiritual laws that he set forth that then also impact the natural? Mm -hmm. Or are we trying to... Have we stopped listening and have gotten to a place where we have not rested or taken rest? We have not checked in with the Lord. We've not debriefed and have, for however long it's been, operated out of the flesh while trying to accomplish spiritual things. Amen. Amen. And that's where that happens. We start off in the spirit. We start off Mm -hmm. going, oh, Lord, we want to do your will. Then over time, we gradually move to a place where we're working it in our own strength. And when that happens, we're out, we're also at the same time, absence of absent of the spirit of the Lord out of alignment in the divine order. Amen. And the, when we were talking about the, um, the man with the withered hand on the Sabbath day, Mm -hmm. something that is an inherent and necessary in us entering into the Lord's rest is ceasing from the works that we think we're supposed to be doing, ceasing to live by our interpretation of what God means. Exactly. And instead, live by what God is actually saying and what he's doing and what his word actually says according to his interpretation, what he calls his word and how he says his word um, was designed and he desires for it to be understood and enacted. Um this is what uh, both Matthew and John record this, but I'll read it in um, John fourteen ten. It says, Do you not believe that I am, I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does mm-hmm. the works. So even in his healing the man with the withered hand on the Sabbath, it was mm-hmm. the Father flowing through him. Amen. So God is never going to violate himself. So clearly there was something misunderstood and what was happening. But the Pharisees were, were judging based on their own flesh and what they could accomplish in their strength was to, you know, live by natural means mm-hmm. and banish and, and abuse the people that were under them by 
strict burdens that they themselves couldn't even carry and pushing them away from the love of God through that standard of human interpretation. But when Christ came, he brought liberty and going, hey, just do what the Lord says to do. Just, exactly. just say what the Lord says to say, and that creates rest for you because now you don't have to try to uphold it. You don't have to try to make it work. You don't have to try to convince anyone. The Father in you will do the work, or Amen. Holy Spirit, right? God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, he's communicating with us through the Holy Spirit. He does the work. You don't, the, All the pressure and the burden is off of you. He does the work. And so that's what is, is referenced here in Hebrews chapter 4 about entering in the rest of God. He does the work. And if you even, you know, travel back to Joshua and Caleb when they went to spy out the land and the other 10 spies came back with the wicked report and they were the only ones who came back and said, yep, hey, it's just like what God said. He's able. And if he delights in us, he'll, he will bring us into the land. Amen. We're well able to do it because they depended and they put they shifted all that burden onto God doing the work. And this is something that Jesus, our Lord and Savior, tried to get his disciples to understand repeatedly. If you look even at feeding the 5,000, what do you tell them? You feed them. And they were looking at natural means. Mm-hmm. Or not unlike... Um, what Jesus was uh, condemned some people over. He's like, you won't lift your hand to touch this. You won't even help your own family because you say, oh, no, I've set this aside for the Lord. When he's like, that, the Lord, earth is the Lord's and everything. They're in it. And he's saying, you, you should help these, this one, right? But mm-hmm. it was help them not in by the natural things or not only the natural circumstances, but out of the spiritual things which is what he was trying to get his disciples to understand because they kept going, well, we don't have this. We don't have that. We only have enough for, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a minimal amount of people. They'll perish along the way. You know, mm-hmm. it's whatever, however many don't days journey, money. half a day's journey, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's finances, whether it was the distance to get to mm-hmm. um, a place where they could get bread or, you know, anything to feed these people. But the Lord was trying to, the whole time, like, hey, the works are already done in the Father. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to, at some point, do the same things that I have to do, Mm. which is just to bring it before the Father. Amen. Amen. And he does the works, and he'll provide, as you saw him do with with Christ. And clearly, that was an important lesson, because it happened again with the 4,000. He he fed the 5,000, but then he also fed the 4,000. And after that, he he says, just like we were reading from Hebrews... Or we were warned, right? Don't harden your hearts. He asked them very plainly in, I believe, it was Mark's account. He said, why do you struggle with this? Is it because you're of your hardness of heart? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we say this not to condemn anyone, but so that we understand and can move forward in the things that the Lord has for us. Rest is absolutely important. People will get burned out if they don't. But again... That only happens in the natural because the spirit, the Lord is able to sustain you. Absolutely. Um, Consider this. And, you know, this is something that the Lord is absolutely ministering to me about. And entering into his rest is also about changing the way that your mind works Um, in the natural. You know, like say, say we needed food in the natural, we'd go, okay, 
We need to get some land, some dirt somewhere. We need to plant something. We need to let it grow, and we need to harvest it. Or we need to go and work that's and the get long a term job. Perspective, right? Yeah, we need to work and get a job so then we can get some food. Or you know, we start putting together natural steps, mm-hmm. right? And there's a there's a time and a place for that. But when the Lord says enter His rest, it means change your mind and your your attitude and your perspective to step into that flow mm-hmm. that comes from the kingdom mindset, the, the throne of God. And the kingdom of heaven that says your your job is to believe him, number one, believe whatever he tells you to do and that he'll provide, he'll take care of you, he's got it. Put your faith completely wholly and solely trust in him and then do whatever he's telling you to do. Like how did Peter get taxes paid by fishing, <laughs> right? And we're not saying this is a natural formula or that you should cast off responsibility that god has entrusted you with but there is a line between thinking and judging natural and by natural terms and by entering to the lord's rest and doing the work that he says is right and appropriate at the time Mm. um just thinking about elijah and moses on the mountain how did they how were they able to be sustained for 40 days you know elijah ate some angel cakes and, and, and ran in the strength of that for 40 days. Ran. He then did what he was doing. I mean, doing. like, that's an impossible thing. How do you... Right. Who can run for 40 <laughs> days, first of all? Then you get angel cakes in a... I don't know where the water came from, per se, but it might have been angel water. could have been from the river. I mean, if he brought the cakes, he could bring the water. Yeah. Um. So I'm just... Okay. And it wasn't the angel cakes that made him run. It was the Holy Spirit Amen. that gave him the strength to do that when, when but, Moses... But what, what did Moses have? What... Up there, right. just in the glory of the Lord Amen. and in the presence of God. It was God who sustained him. Amen. So, you know, I'm just just thinking about that, changing changing my mindset. Let me just talk to myself so that I can, you know, like on some levels I've grasped it. I've mm-hmm. got this on some levels. But then, you know, as I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, he's going, there's more. There's deeper. There's Amen. deeper. How did Christ rest in the bottom of the ship when the waves were buoyant when and turbulent? It's flooding. How how did he have confidence that he was going to, the Lord was going to feed the 5,000 when he saw no inkling that mm-hmm. any anything in a situation was going to change? You know, my, my mind, my, my natural gift, I like to have things arranged beforehand. I like my ducks to be in a row, if you will. Absolutely. That's how my, my natural mind, my natural mind yes. functions. And when I bring that aside, uh, up against how the kingdom functions, how my, my heavenly father's like, I got this. Don't worry about it. I'm like, but Lord, okay. Just the ducks, extend your faith. Put where's in the action. ducks? You know, I need them to be lined up. <laughs> they, I don't even see the ducks. They're not, it's not just that they're scattered. I don't see the ducks. Mm. And Christ had those moments where he didn't see the ducks. Right. He didn't see where the tax was coming from either. <laughs> he he just heard from the father and said, Hey, Peter, go do this. Right. And he this didn't is what have you're going to find. The natural confidence that we try to take by looking at it with their eyes, by wrapping our mind around mm-hmm. it, is an in- enemy and an adversary to the flow of the grace that comes from the kingdom of God. Which is why we're told, Isaiah says it very plainly concerning Jesus, he will not judge by what his eyes see or what his ears hear. So I say this as an encouragement to, to all of us, but first and foremost to myself, as you were saying, to not look at the situation and circumstances and try to judge. But again, in all things, bring it before Heavenly Father. Bring it before the Lord. What does He say about it? And get that perspective. 
What is he showing you concerning it? What does he want you to say and do? Because that's the game changer mm. for all of us. When the Father shows you what to say and do, or he tells you what to say and do, what's required of you, then you can rest. You, it's easier to extend your faith because you know where it came from, the mm. creator of all things. And everything he did, he said, it was good. It was suitable for its purpose. So it would accomplish the thing that he had determined for it to do. Amen. You see that with light. You see it with everything. Mm-hmm. Let there be. Okay, well, for us, let's en- enter into that rest. It's already done. Paul, I mean, yes, Paul in Hebrews was writing, hey, these things were done before the foundation of the earth. Well, mm. Jesus had not if you will, in the natural come and redeemed us yet. Mm-hmm. But it was already considered done. In the, in the mind of God, it was already finished. Okay, so let's mm-hmm. understand that. So he could rest. Amen. He rested from the works. Let us also rest. And by rest, that means just putting our faith focus in the Lord, spending time with him in his presence, in his glory, being recharged, rejuvenated, in him. Mm-hmm. I, I know there's a lot in there for, for all of us to, to consider. So we're going to pause there with this episode. I just want to encourage you in that and just take time to spend with the Lord and let him show you the things that he wants you to do and to deal with, how to grow in him. And what he says about the situation and circumstance, mm-hmm. whatever we will hold up before him to get his thoughts, his ways, his perspective on it mm-hmm. in our life. So thank you for joining me on this, honey, honey. You're welcome, darling. It's a, a blessing to have you as always and to, to be able to do this with you. And of course, with the Lord first and foremost. Amen to that. <laughs> so thank you. And thank you all for joining us. I just want to encourage you to continue to live righteously and to do justice. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening.